Hello there, you're listening to the 29th Commercial Awareness with Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson. I write the Watson's Daily Newsletter which helps readers to understand and remember what's going on in business and financial news. I use the experience I've gained in over 20 years of being a stockbroker, headhunter and career transition coach to help you improve your commercial awareness. In this episode, I look back at some of the key stories from the financial markets and the business news from the week commencing Monday the 10th of August. And now, it's time for the incredibly loud music. Trump has just ordered ByteDance to sell TikTok's operations in the US within 90 days and has also fired a warning salvo at other Chinese tech companies by closing a waiver that has thus far allowed some US companies to continue to sell goods to Huawei without a license. Google is likely to be one of those most affected by this as it has continued to update its Android operating system on old Huawei phones. Google and others similarly affected will have to apply for licenses to work with Huawei as the White House is now saying that there are growing national security threats from the Chinese Communist Party. The latest directive is separate to last week's which banned US companies from dealing with TikTok unless ByteDance sold it to an American group within 45 days. Trump's move will put even more pressure on ByteDance to sell its US operation because its price will go down the closer it gets to the deadline. Microsoft remains the front runner to buy the video app. In other dramatic news, Fortnite developer Epic Games is suing Apple after Apple took Fortnite off its app store because of a violation of its in-app purchases policy. Apple takes a 30% slice of such purchases and Fortnite decided to stick to its guns and sue, following Spotify's objection to the policy last year. Facebook has now joined in the criticism as well, pointing out the unfairness of charging such a high fee when many businesses are currently struggling. I suspect this is going to run and run and may embolden others to make similar objections. China car sales increased for the fourth month in a row due to continued government stimulus and a recovery in demand for commercial vehicles. It's good to hear that the world's biggest car market is building up some momentum, but I think it's too early to get too excited about a car sales bull market right now. There were some interesting developments for electric cars this week. Hyundai has announced a new EV sub-brand, Ionic. The much-hyped company called Nikola, which floated in June, proved that it had substance as well as style when it announced an order for 2,500 electric bin lorries and Tesla had a stock split. Essentially, a stock split splits an existing stock into smaller pieces so each bit is cheaper to buy. The new bits are now stocks in their own right and all it means is that instead of having to spend, say, a grand on just one stock, if it has a one for five stock split, an existing stock is split into five £200 stocks, meaning that it's easier for some investors to buy. It's not uncommon for companies to do this, especially when they experience exponential share price rises like Apple and Google, for instance. Usually, this means that more investors, especially retail investors like you and me, can afford to get involved, and so this increased access usually boosts the valuation of a company, at least in the very short term. 
Other than that, I saw a very interesting fact this week that 9% of all cars registered in Britain are now pure electric or plug-in hybrid vehicles versus only 2.5% a year ago. It seems that the tide may now be turning. I've been quite dismissive of the overall impact of electric vehicles until now, but this is an impressive rate of growth. In residential property, estate agents are worrying about the potentially massive drop-off in the property market when Sunak's stamp duty holiday comes to an end next year, given the boost it was given when it was introduced a few weeks ago. I would have thought that he'd have to stagger some kind of return to what it was before rather than just drop it to the previous level overnight. In office property, a lot of landlords are bracing themselves for big changes in office demand as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. Many are saying that those who've already signed long leases are likely to sublet space they don't need for big discounts. If they do this, there will suddenly be a lot of cheaper property on the market, which may affect the likes of WeWork and others who will be competing for the same audiences. Many think that the demand for high-rise offices in central locations will wane because only a few people at a time can get in a lift these days and companies are increasingly wanting their employees to commute less, hence the potential trend for suburban locations. Some companies are already having a rethink. BP is currently thinking about a major overhaul of all its offices globally, which could cut its footprint by half as it takes into account more working from home and different uses of offices generally. A US company called REI is already trying to sell its state-of-the-art HQ in Seattle, which it took two years to build, and it hasn't even moved in yet. It said that it wants more staff to work from home and having more flexible workspaces and the more companies pivot like this, the bigger the knock-on effect will be. In warehousing, we saw that Amazon had been buying up warehouse space, uh, warehousing space globally and was rumoured to be talking to America's number one mall operator, Simon Property Group, about changing some of its mall space into Amazon distribution centres. This just goes to show that landlords are having to be more flexible in their outlook and the potential usages of their existing property portfolios. Anyway, that's all for this edition of the Watson's Daily Podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you like what you hear, please leave me a nice recommendation. It makes a real difference and it helps me continue to help you. Also, if you want more information on a daily basis, please subscribe to Watson's Daily. You will get my daily blog for free, but if you really want to learn how to use this stuff in your job, studies or business, please think about signing up for a paid subscription that is only £2.99 per month. You'll get access to all my materials via my website and the subscription also includes a really useful Watson's Daily app. And you get all of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Anyway, see you next time. Watson, out. Here comes the loud outro music. Thank you.